The summer before second grade, my favorite big cousins invited me to a new kids on the block concert. Holy shit, this was a dream come true. A real concert? Like on TV? Yes, bitch. I got the biggest piece of paper I could get my hands on and got to work making a sign. It was a piece of graph paper, a little smaller than a poster board. I swiped it for my dad and it said, play step by step, I heart you, Jordan. I rolled it up carefully for the drive. I thought they'd see my song request. For context, Step by Step is their most streamed song on Spotify now, but back then it was a deeply underappreciated single. I imagined they'd see my sign, note my good taste in music, and invite me backstage to hang out. Now that I'm thinking about it, that was that was not a very heterosexual fantasy. Anyway, my cousins came and got me with two boys. I was an alibi for a date, but I didn't let it get me down. These guys got me here. I was going to be the coolest kid in second grade. This was important because in first grade, I was a kid who was always breaking out in hives. It was so hot. We waited in the nosebleed seats for hours. This part was not like on TV, but eventually the lights went down. People started screaming. And then I noticed a lot of the people below us were in big groups. Concert tickets are so expensive. And these people had like 20 tickets Probably no one else in my school could afford this show. But these people knew groups of people who could. Groups of pretty white moms and their pretty white daughters down at stage level, at Jordan's sweat level. They unfurled these banners like cheerleading squads. I'd only seen people like that on Saved by the Bell. Y'all, in my elementary school, when my class learned that the President of the United States was making $200,000 a year, and the teacher had the gall to tell us that was a sacrifice, we were all like, what the fuck, Miss Green? Yeah, I've been talking like this for a very long time. My cousins turned from their dates to me to tell me it was time to take out my sign. They nudged me in the condescending way we talk to children, you know. Ivy, show them your sign. Take out your sign. I just shook my head no, with a single tear rolling down my face. And I said, we're poor, aren't we? I'm Ivy Lee with one E, and this is Fogo. When human beings built their first settlements some 10,000 years ago. Wait, what? Is that voice Helen Saltzman of the Illusionist podcast? Oh, tits, you can hear me? How did you get here? Please, please go on. Or how did I get there? Act the way you normally act in your natural habitat. Just forget I'm here narrating. Today's episode, Fear of Paying Full Price. How did you know that? Humankind has never lived a more indoor life than in modern times. But the natural world has a siren call to humanity 
the need for being outdoors is encoded in our DNA. Whereas our cave-dwelling ancestors relied on the sun's UV rays to synthesize vitamin D, the modern indoor human ingests unregulated supplements to make up for their deficiency. What happens when an indoor human chooses to return to nature for the first time? All right, Adam's therapy session got me amped up, so I'm running out to get camping supplies today before I lose my nerve. So we are shopping on a budget, which I feel like I know how to do. I did a Kickstarter to raise money for sound equipment and camping gear. Yeah, camping stuff is called gear, I found out. I will let y'all know if I find out why. But like recording equipment really added up. So hopefully I can get what I need with podcast money. Hopefully this is not like a first time buying college textbook situation. Okay. Let's see. This episode will celebrate human bonds and reveal what it might take to ensure indoor people can thrive in the elements. Helen, um, have you been listening to Fogo? Do you know what's been happening with this whole camping quest? Ivy, I'm an omniscient narrator. I know everything. This is Fear of Going Outside. Is she really as good as I think she is, or is she just British? When Homo sapiens built the first settlement some 10,000 years ago, they went to the land itself to find resources for their shelters. But today, outdoor retailers are the first stop between indoor life and outdoors. Ugh, man, this stuff of getting gear has been so long in the making. Ivy has made the journey to Recreational Equipment Incorporated, commonly known as REI. Located in downtown Austin, the hill country of central Texas. We see our subject, Ivy, a female indoor human, exiting her vehicle like a newborn turtle hurtling towards the sea. She reads the advertisements. Hmm, can bear spray help you sleep? Come in and find out. She enters and notices the bright lights and aroma of rubber wheels and climbing shoes. She is wondering whether bear spray is in fact real when she is tempted by a replica of a campsite just inside the store. Wow, these are cool chairs. Yeah. These are, oh God. Oh, never mind. Those are not those are not comfortable to sit in. They're not low. They're, they're just not stable for someone of my avoir du poids. Already the female indoor human nearly injures herself, whereas her corpulent booty brings her ample mating opportunities in the streets, she is physically misshapen for her new surroundings. She owns knickers larger than the seat of this camping stool. The outdoor retail environment is teeming with shiny gadgets designed to ensnare the frugal shopper in its costly trap. Ivy's defence is to go with a trusted hunting companion, Jeff Zhao. Jeff skillfully guides Ivy back to the mission at hand, gathering the supplies she'll need to survive the Texas wilderness on her own. 
Oh, I love carabiners. Whoa, those are very expensive carabiners. What are you looking for today? <sighs> okay. This I, is a nightmare place if you don't have a goal. Um, See, okay. these are, they're trying to get you. Oh, there's like off. a snack section? Uh-huh. That's cute. Oh, it's like the checkout section. Yeah. Oh, I totally... Oh, here's a compass. Yeah. Do I need a compass? Okay, so I, I made a grave error. I took Me? you to the most distracting section first. Jeff is... Okay. Uh, sorry, I... I just wanted to see if Helen was going to let me tell you more about Jeff or not. British narrators are so very intimidating when you're the subject of the documentary. I gotta say, I never thought I'd feel so much sympathy for the Predators in a David Attenborough production, but like, now I know. They probably have performance anxiety. Jeff is on the show's board of advisors, but he's also a friend and an OG Fogo Kickstarter backer. He's like a brother. I got, I got, I got house shoes that look just like this for like... $2. I can't believe they're selling this for 60 bucks. You can definitely get this for like $2 at the at Chinatown, right? He rode the Texas 4000 for cancer when he was in college, which means he rode a bike from Austin, Texas to Anchorage, Alaska. That was his first time camping, and he hasn't gone since. But it's the reason he has an REI credit card. Jeff has hundreds of REI points still left over from that trip, so he's glad to let me use them towards my camping expedition for Fogo. So here's my recommendation. Okay. Let's do sleeping first, okay. then tent, then cooking. The pair approach a forest of sample sleeping bags hanging beside a low bench for testing them. They've been spotted by a vigilant REI employee. REI Tim has long hair, a beard, and dons the green vest and cargo shorts of his colleagues. He was actually the very same employee who helped Jeff many moons ago for his expedition into the outdoors. These outdoor humans are not at all territorial. They instinctively assist visitors. Oh, Jeff, he's pulling out for me one that's like kind of a lot more expensive, but Honestly, I think I'm too fat for the regular one. Oh, can I, can I try it on the kids' pad? The one oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. that I already put in the cart? Yeah. Okay, how do you tell which one's the bottom, which one's the top? Okay. That's the top. That was the top. Okay. Okay. The outdoor human Tim unfurls a narrow purple sack onto the bench. Ivy slips off her boots and gingerly scoots in feet first. She explores the sleeping bag much like a hermit crab sizing up a new shell, but with more panic. Jeff encourages her from outside the sack. Oh, okay, so the zipper doesn't go all the way around. I thought it was going to go all the way around. I'm already messing up the zipper. Why are there two zippers here? Uh, so that you can unzip it to your comfort level. There you go. No, no need to yank. It'll come. Okay, it's not ragged. It's stuck in there, that's why. Let's try that again. Okay. Okay, I feel like I'm in a cocoon, but like not in a good way. Uh-oh, you mean like, you know, I'm a, Dude. What? I don't know well, how do you I... Lift your head a little bit. Like, I don't know, get out. Okay. I... Sorry. Excuse us, you're good. Sorry. Okay. It's hilarious, it's what's happening right now. I am still in uh, sleeping is... bags. If we can, maybe we can get more uh, people to hard gifts, perhaps. It's a... It's okay if you need to go. Oh, it might take me a minute to figure this one out. I've never. Wow. Once you get in there, it's, it's very slippery. That was a little too much excitement. <laughs> it was so discombobulating. I tried to give Tim an out, 
so no one outside my chosen family would witness my shame. But REI Tim called for backup. And then he goes to get a second sleeping bag. And incredibly, that goes even worse. Is that wider? It looks quite narrow at the top, or which is, I guess, the bottom. Am I have to gonna sew my? Am I gonna have to sew my own sleeping bag situation? I don't think things are that grim yet, Ivy. I haven't. I haven't seen other people who this are a little a thicker 30. in the story. I wanted to see what I have because of our clearance. But they have oh, clearance? I like the sound of that. You keep talking about price. I keep talking about the way I watched you thrash around in there and the video and picture I took during the time. <laughs> hey, I was like, watch my big sister thrash around in abject terror as she is enveloped in a $200 sleeping bag. The initial sleeping bag hunt ended in failure. Most hunts do. But REI Tim is determined. He brings another mummy-style sleeping bag by the brand Big Agnes. Laid out, it resembles the stone coffins of ancient Egyptian royalty. These lightweight sleeping bags encase the head and body. Used properly, only part of the slumberer's face would be exposed. But Ivy is in no way proper. All right, let's try time this one. To, time to do the big Agnes. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. This looks a little more promising. The feet are very narrow. So a little bit like a, I don't know. It looks a little bit like a pharaoh's, a pharaoh's esophagus in that sense. Okay. I think maybe it's because I'm wearing skinny jeans that I'm feeling very... <laughs> Where are your feet at? <laughs> Oh, here up? Um. Okay, now my arms, now my oh. arms stuck outside. <laughs> <laughs> Your arm trying yeah, you yourself with the... Humans can only constrict their necks for 10 to 20 seconds before losing consciousness. Ivy fights for her life in a battle with a single kilogram of fabric. I'm choking myself out. Okay. 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 So I guess I definitely need to buy a pillow then. Hold on. Can I put my hands down? I mean, barely. Okay, but it's like tight. You know, this is not a good fit for you, I don't think. I, this is the big. The big Agnes doesn't fit me. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Sorry. Oh my God, sorry. you guys. I'm sorry. No. This is like the first time I had to get a bridesmaid's dress in a two digit size. Big Agnes. Oh my god. How do I get out? Uh, this Thank you, Tim. Is it the sales? Am I stuck on the sales tag? I can't. Uh, okay. Okay. At least I was able to get out of this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I keep crying. Like, there's actual tears on your face. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not laughing because of your size. I'm laughing because this is exactly the kind of Fogo content I expected, which is the ordeal of finding a sleeping bag. Generally, less than an hour cosplaying as an outdoors woman, and I had to be rescued on the sales floor like a spelunker who got stuck in the wrong cave hole. 
I knew I'd be too broke and too Asian to be here, but too fat? There's not enough space outside for my body? There are wild hogs outside. They have tusks. Ivy's intuition is more on the mark than she knows. There is hardly a piece of clothing in this store that is larger than a US size 14. But humans dominate the food chain because of their tenacity. REI Tim remains undaunted in the face of a challenge. He tries a new approach, a rectangular sleeping bag, which would have been my first suggestion. Okay, this is more what I was expecting. It's basically, a, this is, it's just like a, a regular blanket that I understand that with a zipper around the edge to fold it in half like a, like a little crepe. Humans love crepes. REI Tim goes to the stockroom to find a rectangular sleeping bag that matches the winning sample. The fleecy coming inside. <gasps> the fleece yes, one! Yes, the fleece one! Oh, this might be the right one. Oh, yeah. You found it! Yes! Okay, See, now I, I told you. you. This is why I said we should do this one first. Okay. Because this is the... That's why I brought you, is for your expertise. Yeah. I'm glad to have rested some dignity for my situation. But I don't really feel like I can say yes to the dress just yet. I put the sleeping bag on layaway because I actually have to go pick up my kids from school. I just didn't imagine shopping would take so long when I was planning my day. But honestly, I'm glad for the excuse to leave. After two hours, $200, and 1.5 panic attacks, all we found are my sleeping arrangements. I do want to explore the outdoors like all the nature shows I love, but is it really worth all that? Jeff and I plan to meet back here at the store. But I could just not. When we come back... Are you going to do this the, the whole time? Our planet is in peril, Ivy. When, when we, we come, come back... back. Oh my god, okay. If I die unexpectedly, do me a favor, Helen. Go on Oprah and tell the world I love penguins. Aww. You've nearly warmed this cold, cold heart of mine. REI does not I mean, condone not making your own portable stove out of Heineken cans. <laughs> he does not represent the views of I'm going to get fired. Ivy departed from REI, questioning whether she should return. She worries for her children's future every time she sees a price tag over $10. And she barely made it out of the sleeping bags alive. I thought I could get out of here spending almost nothing with Jeff's points. But it's not enough to make a dent. This is seriously harder than therapy was. I am exhausted from bleeding money on something I'm not even sure I want to do. But I have to come back to the store because Rocio Villalobos calls me. She's down the street from REI and is coming to meet me there. You'll learn more about her on the next episode, but she's an indigenous outdoor advocate who takes women of color out on their first hikes and camping trips. And frankly, I don't want her to think I'm a wimp. You've got this, Ivy. You can do this.
Rasi, what's your camping experience? Where are you coming at this from? Um, I've done, I've gone camping for a few years. It's primarily car camping. I haven't really done very much primitive camping. I went on my first backpacking trip this past summer, so I think my uh, comfort level has leaned towards car camping, but <laughs> I am interested in doing more primitive camping and like backpacking. Okay, so, so. this is the first day uh, so far of recording where I've heard the phrase primitive camping. Is that what other people are have started calling uh, backcountry camping? It's it's a mix. I've seen it as both. Um, when you look at the, there's a whole reservation system for the campsites for Texas State Parks and they're designated as primitive camping. So that it's essentially the backcountry camping or okay. it's kind of um, a, a small hike in from where a parking lot is. So you can't okay. just pull up to your site and unload. Okay. Where are you going? Uh, Inks Lake. Okay, Inks Lake is nice. Okay, you've been there? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I was just there a couple of months ago doing car camping. Um, it's a beautiful park. Okay, so you know a little bit about what we're dealing with? Yes. Okay, all right, you want to help me on the tents? Rocio was just at Inks Lake Park. Inks Lake is run by the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Visitors can enjoy hiking, kayaking, and even scuba diving. Activities that indoor people find extremely suspicious. The lake sits on the Colorado River, nestled an hour northwest of Austin, Texas, in Burnett County. Like you know Burnett County. I get about, Ivy. I had just decided on Inks Lake thanks to a hot tip someone gave Mariah, Fogo's producer. Obviously it's Mariah. I talked to some of my more outdoorsy friends who go camping regularly, and they recommended Inks Lake State Park. Everyone today has asked me what I'm expecting on my trip, and the answer is I have no idea. I could rattle off my list of doomsday scenarios, which you all know really well, but beyond that, I don't know. But now we have Rocio. She shops at REI unironically, and she knows the lay of the land at Inks Lake. So I think you're gonna need a two-person tent because it's gonna be me and um, our Mariah, our producer. Okay. Uh, okay, so that's all I know. Um, this does not look like a very, this looks like just a mosquito net. So these are hammocks. This just looks like a mosquito That's a mosquito, yeah, that's pretty much, but this is a one person it feels like, right? Or like a two, two intimate people. Yes. These itty bitty tents for two people will not work for me and Mariah. We have a professional working relationship and these tents would constitute sexual harassment in the workplace. I'm not seeing anything that would work for us. But just then, I don't know where REI had been hiding him, but hot Asian REI Brian comes over to help us. Hot Asian REI Brian is bearded, tall, and very symmetrical. He's also the first minority Ivy, Jeff, and Rocio have seen at the store. With over 77% of National Park's visitors being white, the outdoor human doesn't often encounter people of colour, let alone indoor people of colour. But humans are social animals. In new environments, they look to each other for a sense of safety. Working together, they can adapt to nearly anything. So, oh yeah, tell me about the color options. What color is this? They all look black. Blue. That's the color of a solitary confinement cell. Sure, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not very exciting. This is a little bit more fun and whimsical. Um, 
I just want to be found if like something <laughs> happens to me, which is why I'm really attracted to the brightly colored ones. Yeah, okay. That's so there are, what we have in stock is this fairly drab, boring color. It's super drab. Yeah, yeah, that's why you don't have it on display. Yeah, but we do have kabocha orange, which I think is a lot of fun. And it, the tent body is green. The yeah. fly is okay. orange. Okay, I, I think I want that one. How, um, um, how much is it? It is $229. Um, is that good for a tent, you guys? The most precious resource of most humans is money, which they use in mating rituals to feed and shelter themselves and to rear their young. They must guard it carefully. Their survival depends on good spending decisions, and regret cannot undo them. I will say, so I started out with a tent that my husband and I found off of Craigslist for $25. Because I just looked on Craigslist and like one was like, it was like a box kind of tent and, the, and then I found another one. It's basically a cot with like a, with like tenty material around it, but it's like a coffin. It's like a <laughs> saran wrap Yeah, coffin. well a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes who camp solo mm -hmm. will Get sleep in shit like that. But this is not a $25 tent, and you yeah. got it probably for so as like good I, as you're so gonna I get it. So I saw some REI tents on Craigslist, mm -hmm. but they were like in the hundreds. I mean, sure. They were still charging. So there you go. Like a lot of money. There you so, go. Okay, so I yeah. feel good. I feel like we got the best deal we could get. I don't feel really good about the best deals that are available for this so far. Yeah. Camping has this reputation of being a low-cost, basically free thing to do when you want to get away. But I never believed that, even before today, because in my lifetime, I have seen that white people can make anything expensive. White people made being vegetarian somehow more expensive than killing animals for meat. They made lobster and oysters luxury goods. They used to serve that in prisons. Look up the hashtag van life. They made living out of your car aspirational. A few years ago, Walmart decided to carry some well-known camping brands on its website. Outdoor retailers got big mad. They told these brands, if you sell on Walmart, we'll boycott you because you won't be premium anymore. It feels very promise ringy. Walmart said they had wooed brands for months, but those brands were suddenly like, oh no, no, I don't know her. Brands and retailers told on themselves. Their profits absolutely depend on an unspoken cultural understanding that camping is a luxury, and they know it. So now okay, that we did the tent, okay. now we get to the fun part, we get to the accessories part. Okay. So now we... I feel like you're just calling accessories to excite me. So let's look at the camping stoves first. Okay. Humans have a vulnerability unique among apex predators. They feel the necessity to have their meals cooked. For this reason, most outdoor humans pack a stove of some sort that can work without the civil infrastructure of electric grids or gas lines. It's still Holy working. crap, They're pricey guys. for sure. That is $150 yeah. for... I'm, I'm moving away from anything that looks like three digits because I am tired of three digit objects today. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I like how it looks like you can pin this together and then you can pressure cook things. Uh, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't? But you might be able to. 
are we allowed to use this sealed like this to pressure to pressure cook things, mm, or do you have to? I open wouldn't it? say that they're rated for pressure cooking. Yeah, we, we move closer <laughs> and closer to Vietnamese refugee goes into the Texas wilderness and practices bomb making. <laughs> It looks like that's woods. practicing making yeah. super fluffy rice. If by bomb yeah. you mean super fluffy rice. Bomb rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that you... Jeff is a bit perturbed regarding Ivy's outdoor safety, but he cannot disclose that uneasiness with her as she hunts. He confides his concerns with Rocio. Even though they've just met today, they've formed an ad hoc herd focused on Ivy's survival. So Dude, I'm so <laughs> afraid for her. I'm so worried for her. I was, I was like relatively confident going in, and even through the tent stuff. But as I'm going deeper in this, yeah. Actually, I have very little anxiety about any of the other camping stuff, like being murdered or eating my bear or any of that. But I do have a lot of anxiety about like kerosene-based cooking. I don't know. I don't know why. It's irrational, right? And we certainly did a lot of it, so I don't know. Hot Asian R.E.I. Brian returns to check on Ivy, Jeff, and Rocio's progress. They haven't made it far. Because Hot Brian is Asian, I ask him point blank, how do I not spend any more money here? Being the child of immigrants taught me that there is always a way to make do. If my homeboy David's Cuban parents could float to America on a fucking lawn chair, there's no way I need a $200 stove set up to survive in the woods. And I was right. So you take two, you take a can, you take, you flip it over, you cut out about a third of the can, and then you cut the inner ring out, and then you poke a bunch of holes along the outer ring, and then you take the inner ring that you cut out, use it as the base and you fill it with some sort of very combustible fuel like Everclear if you have it on hand. Okay, I'm going to look more into this. I Please don't be. do this unless you're you don't comfortable. Think I do this? You don't think I should do this? Or like getting introduced to the I don't have, I just have podcast it, money, bro, right as away. you describe it and show pictures. <laughs> I will show you the DIY step-by-step instruction book, but do it outside, at least. I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> For legal reasons, don't try this at home. But there's tutorial links in the show notes, and you should definitely try this at home, not at a park where there's a burn ban, but at home where you're insured. Let us know how it goes by tagging at Foco Podcast on Instagram. I personally don't attempt the can stove. I watched some tutorials, and yeah, it looks foolish and highly dangerous. Lots of sharp objects involved. I decide to buy the MSR Pocket Rocket, which sounds like a sex toy, but it's actually a super cute doohickey you screw onto a can of fuel to make a stove. It's pricey. It's almost $50 because it's designed for backpackers who are willing to pay if the gear is light enough and reliable enough. It's the only thing I've seen today that I wanted to own. It folds up into a little case like a Pokemon. Everyone said I didn't need it. But in fact, a kitchen in my makeup bag is the only thing I need at all. But everyone explaining why I didn't need it, since I'm not a backpacker, it made me realize that everything here is optional. 
There are lots of different kinds of camping, just like there are lots of different styles of fashion in any one clothing store. No one needs to buy it all. There's stuff here you can DIY easily too. Next to the camping stoves, there's individually packaged meals for hikers. One of them is literally a small bag of beans and rice for $6. My taco truck's giving that shit out for free and they cook it for you. So I have to ask Jeff, what is the deal with these packaged meals? Like I said, it depends on is car camping or the other one. See, like all of this stuff doesn't make any sense if you're car camping. Uh-huh. But if you're backpacking, even like, like he said, like, you know, any mileage, then I would absolutely say this is required because you're gonna die. You're gonna just not be able to do it. But if you're car camping, it's like, you don't need any of this. You could bring the pillow, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, and again, it depends the distance from where you park the car to the campsite. Yeah. If it's uh -huh. a situation where you can just leave the cooler in the car and just go and get it when you need it and bring yeah. food down, yeah. then that's another that's great. That's perfectly great way to do it too. That's the okay. safest place yeah. to store it is inside the car because okay. the odor doesn't I'll come out. I'll plan on doing that because I don't think we're gonna have to, uh, do more than a mile yeah. so I can experience the park. <laughs> the anxiety has lifted. Decisions are being made. Ivy, once crying inside of a sleeping bag, is now able to laugh with her companions. They help her plan to explore the outdoors. With the help of her community of indoor and outdoor people, Ivy feels confident about her adventure for the first time. Coming together to share hope and joy is what makes the human experience so beautiful. The deuce number two, oh, backcountry yeah. pal. <laughs> okay. Diva coat. So do I need this cat hole trowel? That's the cheapest one. Are you gonna shit in the woods? Is there like lady wash? Well, actually, like I'm actually really looking forward to the peppermint soap down there <laughs> on a hot day. There you go. So I'm so okay. So I got my lady soap situation. <laughs> the freeze dried ice cream. Is it cold? You can't make. How do you make it cold? Should I try one of these backpackers meals? Yeah, I think Just you should. I think it's key, like? and I think you should absolutely get the Chiang Mai coconut curry. It's a relief to go pay because in total we've been in here for more than four hours. Honestly, we were starting to get a little loopy. Everything I got, fuel, stove, tent, my whole sleeping arrangement, and some snacks, would have been $602. With Jeff's points, I got it down to $347.66. That's a lot off, but that's still a lot of money. Like that amount of money could save a hockey team in an 80s movie. Jeff Rocio and I try the astronaut ice cream sandwiches we just got outside REI before we say goodbye. I would have been so much less disappointed if they just sold them as biscuits. The essence of the ice cream sandwich is the contrast and texture, not just the flavors. I am so grateful for them, Jeff and Rocio, not the ice cream sandwiches, and I'm relieved to have the essentials in hand, finally, so at least I know the camping trip can happen but I do not feel good about the money I've spent. I'm gonna keep looking, maybe Goodwill or the Army-Navy surplus store, and hopefully return some of this more expensive stuff. That's right, Ivy, don't give up. 
to share your tips on inexpensive ways to acquire outdoor supplies, tag at Fogo Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We'll share the best tips in the FogoPodcast.com newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter at FogoPodcast.com. Next time on Fogo. We don't stop being, being people of color when we, uh, when we go to, to parks, so it's partially an escape. I mean, there are other things that you can't escape no matter what. Fogo, Fear of Going Outside is a Spotify SoundUp series and was workshopped as part of the Spotify SoundUp Podcast Accelerator program. Fogo is written, hosted, and produced by me, Ivy Lee, and produced and edited by Mariah Gossett. Music by Michelangelo Rodriguez. You can find Fogo's soundtrack on his Spotify artist profile. Fogo is engineered and mixed by Robin Edgar, with additional story editing by Era Juliet and Minda Way. Production support by Benjamin Groza Zistrup. Our British nature documentary narrator was voiced by Helen Zaltzman, host of The Illusionist podcast, The Veronica Mars Investigations podcast, and more. Links to our projects and social handles are in the show notes. Fogo's board of advisors is Jeff Shaw, who you got to know real well today, and Martin Thomas. From Spotify, our executive producers are Gina Delvac, Candice Manriquez-Ren, Andrea Salenzi, Natalie Tullock, and Jane Zumwalt. Special thanks to Brian Marquis, Teal Kratke, Yasmina Fifi, and Shirley Ramos for production support. Listen to Fogo, Fear of Going Outside, for free on Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok, at Ivy Lee, with one E, the phrase all spelled out, or visit at Fogo Podcast on Facebook or Instagram to see pictures of hot Asian, REI Brian, and real footage Jeff took of me trying out the sleeping bags. Go to fogopodcast.com for the newsletter, merch, transcripts, and in today's show notes, tips on how to equip yourself for the outdoors on a budget that Ivy learned through trial and error. Mostly error. Single ply is like, that's what we use when we go back to the motherland. (laughs) 